0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's that time of the week. It's Thursday morning, 11 o'clock in Los Angeles, and it's time
1: to study Parsha. Thank you for being with us today. This week again is a double Parsha, Parshas Mos and Parshas Kedoshim. We're going to learn about one or two mitzvahs in Parshas Kedoshim. Parshas, Parshas Kedoshim actually has 70 mitzvahs, many of them seemingly uh, disconnected, just the Torah sort of just, you know, collecting and, and you know, bringing all these mitzvahs together. Um, but of course, everything has deeper significance and meaning. If you have a Chumash, open to Parshas Kedoshim, Perak Posek Zion. Two very famous mitzvahs. Which means one may not go, walk around as a tail bearer. This according to most commentaries is understood as the prohibition against lashing horror against gossip against uh, talking bad about against spreading libels and and well well the, the, the idea here is even if these stories are true um one may not gossip about their fellow do not walk around gossiping or talebearing um about others rashi explains here very famously that the, the word rochil can can also be understood in the context of l'ra'gil, which means to spy. L-se-le-ch, the Torah is saying ra'gil. Don't be a spy going around, different going to different people's houses, listening and, and 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 watching and picking up stories to repeat, and then going around to others and say, Oh, did you hear what Yankel did? Did you hear what Rachel said? Etc. This is the biblical prohibition, again understood by most commentaries as the prohibition against talking lashon Hara. says the Pasuk, you may not walk around gossiping, tale-bearing in your nation. You may not stand by the blood of your neighbor. The Pasuk concludes, I am Hashem. Fairly simple, fairly straightforward, and of course, very famous here there is a commentary of the Balaturim. The Balaturim seems to be explaining the connection between these two mitzvahs, which are again two mitzvahs in the same posok. First, the prohibition against gossiping, against Loshon Hora, and second, the prohibition, the mitzvah against just standing by when someone else's life is in danger, don't stand by your brother's blood. Says the Balaturim on the posok, he quotes a The Yerushalmi. Mesahtapeah Perak Aleph Haloch Aleph, it says, muter Loimar Loshin Hora Al Bale Mariva. The Yerushalmi says there's an, exche- there an exception to this rule. This rule that it is prohibited to gossip and to talebear and to slander or repeat stories again, even if they are t- even if they are true, is true in most cases. But like every good law, there's always an exception to the law there are circumstances and scenarios in which it is permissible, again, in the words of the Yerushalmi, muter loymer loshen there are scenarios in which it is permissible to speak loshen hara. When is that? Al bale mariva, when one is gossiping about bale mariva means individuals who quarrel. Or in other places, it's, it, the expression is bale individuals who are responsible for machloikus for creating divisiveness, for creating spitefulness between, between human beings, between Jews, about those types of people, says the Yerushalmi, it is permissible to speak Losh and Hara. Now, what's the source of that? How do we know that? Shenema says the Balaturim, loiselech rochil, avol loisa al damrayach. This actually is the Balaturim's chilush, this actually is the Balaturim's own contribution. The Yerushalmi itself also brings a source for this Pesach, which I'll explain in a minute. And the Balaturim also quotes the Yerushalmi source. These two mitzvahs in the pasuk: don't talk Loshon and hara and don't stand by your brother's blood, the Balaturim says you have to read it in the following way. The Torah is saying, it's forbidden to gossip. It's forbidden to tail bear. It's forbidden to walk around spreading stories about others, negative stories about others. Avol, however, don't stand by your brother's blood. Meaning, if there is an individual who is creating strife and divisiveness and about such a person, you are allowed to talk and. Because the Torah says, don't stand by your brother's blood. When there is machloikas, when there is a division, divisiveness <coughs> between Jews, the Bible of Turim is obvious. Excuse me, obvious saying this is like murder. So, to not talk, to not gossip and tail bear that individuals are responsible for machloikas would be like standing by your brother's blood. So, this is the connection between the two mitzvahs. Don't gossip. Don't stand by your brother's blood. There are scenarios in which you're allowed to gossip when someone else's life is in danger. Like, for example, bale machlekes. All right. He goes back to the Yerushalmi. Says the Yerushalmi, "I'll prove to you. I'll bring you a source that it is permissible to gossip, to speak lashen about bale mariva, about bale machlekes, masters bale machlekes, masters of machlekes." And he quotes a pasuk from Melachim, from Kings, Malachim Aleph, the first, uh, the first, first section of Melachim, Perak Aleph, the first chapter, pasuk Yudalit, where the pasuk says, Nosan Hanavi, and I'll explain the context. Nosan Hanavi, Nosan the prophet, says to Batsheba, Vani I will follow you, Umi I will fill in for your words. All right. So, what in heaven's name is going on here? So, this the the Gemara, the Yerushalmi that the Balaturim is quoting. The Balatur, the Balaturim is quoting the Yerushalmi. Uh, the Yerushalmi is quoting a pasuk in Malachim Aleph. Now, here the postic, the Torah is telling a very famous story. Um, here is the the general concept, the general context. Malachim Aleph starts off with the words VaAmelach David Zokein the King David, King David HaMelech, is very old. Right? HaMelech. HaMelech David's okay. Baba Yomim. He's very old. How old is he? Sixty. He's in his late 60s. In those days, uh, that was considered very old. David HaMelech died on his 70th birthday. So he's incredibly old. Baba Yomim, he's had a rich and and, and and filled life. All right, at first the Torah says he was cold. Um, So his, his advisors um, found someone to keep him warm, and then the pasuk says that he had Dovid Melech had a son, and the son's name was Adoniyo. Adoniyo, his mother's name was Chagis.
0: Adoniyo ben Chagis, right? Pasuk Dalit. Excuse me. Pasuk. Hey,
1: Adoniyo ben Chagis, Mishnase had promoted himself. Leimon had announced. Ani emloich, I'm going to be king. So David Amelach has a son called Adoniyo, or Adoniyo, some places he's called Adoniyo, some place Adonio. and he's promoted himself and he's made himself king. And he's made for himself Rechab, chariots and horses, and 50 men are walking before him. And he's made a great celebration. And he's even invited to this celebration the leading Jewish members, the leading Jews of the time, uh, the Torah says Adonio was incredibly beautiful, and he has on his side he has Yo'ev ben Sruyo, he has Dovid Amalech, chief of staff and nephew Yoyov, and of Yossar and basically uh, Tzodak Akoyin and others who are who are on his side. Now David Amalech is is old; he's so to speak losing his grip on the Melucha, on the on the kingdom. And so his son Adoniahu is is an opportunist. He's seizing the opportunity, and he's promoting himself as king. And, he's, and he has tremendous support from among the Jewish people, from among the leaders of the Jewish people, including, amazingly enough, including Yoav, who was as long as David was alive was I mean at least until this point was loyal to David to, to a fault. Um, in addition to being in addition to being David's nephew.
0: But Yo-Yov but but Yo, is now also on the side of Adoniyo. Nosan Anovi, the prophet of the time, Nosan, approaches Bathsheba, that famous wife of Dovda Malach. And he tells her like this, ba er
1: er el Basheva. says to Bathsheba, Eim Shleimer, the mother of Shloima, Leim saying, have you not heard that Adoniyo ben Chagis says, has taken, the, has taken rulership. And David's unaware of it. He tells Bathsheba, I need you to do something. I'm going to give you a piece of advice. I need you to go and do something. And in doing this, you'll save yourself and you'll save the life of your son Shlomo." What's Bathsheba supposed to do? Nosan tells her to go to the king, to go to David Hanamelech, and to tell David Hanamelech in no uncertain terms, that he, David, has sworn in the name of Hashem, that he will be succeeded by he, by David, and Bathsheba's common son, Shloim Amelch, King Solomon. And now in the process, Adonio has taken the, has ta- has taken uh, rulership. So he wants Nosan Novi, the prophet, wants Batsheva to go to David HaMelech, confront him, inform him about what's going on, confront him over the fact that he's not doing anything, and present him with the facts. That, that instead of Shloyma gonna, uh, taking over after Dovan passes, during Dovan lifetime, his son Adoniyo has already assumed the position of leadership and already has tremendous support. And then the posuk says, Nosen HaNovi tells Patsheva, Hinei shamil while you will be standing there talking to the king, Vani and I, Nosen HaNovi, Ovo I'll follow after you, and I'll fill in your words. I'll compensate. I'll, 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 I'll join the conversation. I'll insert myself in the conversation. I'll support what it is that you're saying, and I'll, 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 I'll fill in the rest. Okay, let me review because there's a, there's a lot of moving pieces here. So let's let, let's just review and make sure it's clear, and then we'll we'll get to the point. This is a story in the beginning of Molochimat. David is old. He is described by the Torah as, as, as old. And he's, he's cold. Even clothes are not succeeding to, to, to warm him, as has happened sometimes with older people. Avishag Hashunamis, a woman, is brought to sit in David HaMelech's bosom and, and, and keep him warm. And so the people, including David Amalek's family, perceive him as weak. Including David HaMelech's own children perceive him as weak. So one of his sons, an obvious opportunist named Ad Yohu, grabs the opportunity and says, "Ano Emloch," appoints himself as king, create, makes organizes for himself horses and chariots, as is the custom of the royals, gathers together the leaders of the Jewish people at the time, makes a great feast, celebrates at this feast, and starts to actually campaign, right? promote himself as king with tremendous support,
0: including the support of the chief of staff of the, of the Jewish army, yo Ben-Zeruiah, David HaMelech's nephew. And basically, nobody's standing up to him. Nosan Anobi, the prophet of the time, sees that there's
1: a looming disaster here. Yohu is not supposed to take over after David HaMelech. Shlema HaMelech, King Solomon, of course, is supposed to take over from David. So he puts a plan into action to ensure that this, that, that, that this uh, uh, self-promoting
0: opportunist, adonijahu doesn't succeed at becoming king. What's his plan? He tells Bathsheba, that
1: controversial wife of Dovid HaMelech, the mother of Shloima HaMelech, to go to Dovid Amelech, and he, inspi- he motivates her to do this, to go to Dovid and talk to him about this. He motivates her to doing this by telling her, you have to do this in order to save yourself and your son Shlomo." Now, what's she supposed to say when she gets to David? Says Nostan and Novi, the truth. Tell the, tell, him, tell David the truth. What's the truth? The truth is that David had sworn previously in the name of Hashem that he would be succeeded by Malach,
0: this the son of his, the son of him and Bachaba. And now Adonio was taken over. So Nosan and Novi tells Batsheba, go and tell David what's going on. He doesn't know. Tell him that he
1: has to make good on his promise that Shleim HaMelech will will take over. And uh, Dovid HaMelech has got to to make, got to ensure that that, that things turn out the way they're supposed to. Okay. And then Nosan and Novi tells her, while you're talking to the king, I'll follow you as a supporting actor, so to speak. I'll come in there afterwards and I'll support your words, I'll fill in your words, I'll, I'll I'll you know add in some details to the story. This is this is Nos plan.
0: Okay. For the sake of the for the sake of the completion of
1: the story, nosnanovi's plan materializes to perfection. That's exactly what happens. Batsheva goes and she bows down, the Torah says she bows down in front of the king, and the king says, What can I what, what, what would you like? And she tells him, you swore in the name of Hashem that Shlomo our son, would take over. And now Adonio has taken over. And now the whole nation, she says, is looking to you for leadership. Do something, say something, make your position clear. Otherwise, Adonio is going to take over. While she's talking, Nasana Novi walks in exactly as he said he would. And he fills in more details. And he tells Dovina Melech that Adonio has already declared himself as king. And he has support and he has followers, and he's already celebrating, and he tells them that the people are already eating and drinking together with Adonio, and they've even proclaimed and announced Yechi Yechi HaMelech Adonio,
0: they've even sort of coronated this this individual, Adonio, as king, and said long live King Adonio. When David HaMelech hears all of this, he summons his
1: Basheva. And she stands before him and he swears. David swears in the name of Hashem. He says, Everything I promised you stands. I swore that Shloim Amelech would take me over, and he is the king who he is the king who will take over. He will take will take will take over after me. David HaMelech makes his position clear, and he says, I
0: he said, I stand by everything I said. Shloim Amelech is my successor and no one else. Okay. So Nasen Novi's plan, let's just say, again, as far as this conversation is, is concerned, uh, Nasen Novi's plan
1: works to perfection. When the situation is presented to David as is, David HaMelech makes his position clear. Uh, they get clarity from the king. Shloime is destined to be king, non Adonio, And in fact, of course, as we all know, that's what happened. Shloime HaMelech does succeed him and built a first base of Mikdash and became probably, arguably, uh, or, or actually not arguably the most powerful and, and, and the most successful and the wealthiest and, 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 and the greatest
0: king the Jewish people have ever had. Amar. Okay. The Yerushalmi that we're dealing with here, Yerushalmi in Masech
1: which is talking about this nuance, this exception to the rule, that you're allowed to talk and Hora in scenarios against bale like this. I should say, when, I should just add, when this Yerushalmi is quoted by the Sefer Chassidim, the Chassidim was written by Rabbi Yudah Chassid, who lived eight, about eight hundred years ago. He changes a, a, a word in the in the aloha. He says not mutter le sapra loshin hora bale machleikus, but mitzvah le sapra loshin hora bale machleikus, which is which is just wild. You see, the, the Yerushalmi that we have says it's permissible to speak loshin hora about bale machleikus, about people who who uh, create machleikus. Rabbi Yudah quotes the Yerushalmi as saying. Mitzvah. It's not just, not that it's, permi- it's permissible to speak Lashon Hora about Baalimach It's a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah to speak Lashon Hora about Baalimach Okay. Where do we learn this from? The Balaturim says we learn it from Leisham El Damriyas. It needs to be understood what that means. But the Yerushalmi learns it from this story of Nasana Novi, the plan that Nasana Novi conceives to get, uh, to send Bathsheba to David to talk to him about who's going to succeed and how the whole thing materializes. What's the connection? How do you learn from this that you're allowed to speak Lashenorah or that it's even a mitzvah to speak Lashenorah about Balimachloikas? The Yerushalmi learns it from the words of Nosen Anovi. Nosen says to, to Batsheva, while you're speaking to the king, I'm going to walk in after you and I'm going to fill in your words. I'm going to add to what you're saying. I'm going to enhance it. I'm going I'm to fill in more details. The Yerushalmi seems to be bothered, at least this is the simple understanding of Yerushalmi. The Yerushalmi seems to be bothered by this. Why the need? Why does Nasana and Novi feel the need to enter into a machloifes, to to enter into a conversation? Clearly, a very intimate conversation. First of all, it's intimate because it's a conversation between a husband and a wife. Second of all, it's, it's it's an intimate conversation because it's a conversation about their child. And and, and thirdly, they're talking about, Bathsheba and David are talking about a promise that David HaMelech made to her. All right, where did David HaMelech make that promise? Also an issue for discussion. But Nosen makes it clear to her, while you're talking, I'm going to walk in,
0: insert myself into the conversation, and add to it. Why? Why? If Nosen trusts Bathsheba to go to David HaMelech,
1: tell him the story, tell him what's going on, and for David to know what to do, then, then, then do it that way. If he doesn't trust Patsheva, then let him go and tell David Amel the story. No, Patsheba should go, and I'll stick myself, I'll follow you,
0: and I'll stick myself into the conversation. For, for what purpose? It seems that Yerushalmi understands understands this, that from here we learn that it's
1: permissible to speak Losh about Baal Since Since Adoniyahu, the son of David, who's promoted himself, the opportunist, who's made himself king, is clearly a Baal Machloik, creating division among Jews, promoting himself as king when someone else is destined to be king. So Nos, and we're about to go to David HaMelech, who doesn't know what's
0: going on, and tell him, says, Nosan I'm gonna join the conversation and I'm gonna contribute. From here we see, says the Yerushalmi, that it's permissible to speak Lashon Hora about Bali e Okay. There are a number of difficulties with this particular Yerushalmi. Number one. We know, of course, that it's forbidden to talk Lashon Hora. Of course, we know
1: that. But it's always permissible to talk Lashon Hora in order to prevent someone from getting harmed, right? You're not allowed to place a stumbling block before a blind person. If a person is entering into a shidduch, if a person is entering into some kind of a business, if a person is entering into some kind of
0: project if, where they may get hurt and they don't know, then those who do know are obligated to inform the person that they're about to get hurt. And if you don't inform the person
1: that you're about to get hurt, excuse me, then you are in some ways complicit with when even when that person does get hurt, because you had information that that that, that could have prevented this person from, from experiencing the heartbreak or, or 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 getting robbed or or God forbid who knows what. And you didn't. This is always the halacha. We call this
0: litoyelis. Litoyelis means when there's a positive, necessary, significant purpose. Yes, of course,
1: there are ground rules for this. You have to be careful to only say things that are true. You have to be careful to only say things that are relevant. You have to be careful not to embellish. You have to be careful that your words are not going to make it worse, only better, etc., etc., of course. But in all these cases, it's permissible, in fact, even obligatory, to make people aware if they're about to walk into a lion's
0: den. You have to tell them these are lions you're walking into. They're going to hurt you. This is true with anybody who will rob or,
1: or hurt or, or, or steal or, or, or ruin your life. In what way is the Yerushalmi singling out Does the Yerushalmi mean that you're allowed to talk about them even if there's no purpose? Clearly not. First of all, that's not allowed. And second of all, how would you prove that from the story
0: of Naseh Nabi? Naseh was relevant to the very destiny of the Jewish people. People. So I guess the question number one: In what way
1: is the Gemara is Yerushalmi saying that Bale Losh and Hora are in fact different? What, what are you excuse me, Bale Machloikas, What are you allowed to say about Bale Machloikas that you're not allowed to say about others? That's question number one. Question number two: Nosan Anovi, as I mentioned before tells Batsheva that her own life and her son's life are at stake here. He literally tells her, go to the king and talk to him, so that you can save your life, umalti esnav and it's the life of your son Shloyman. In order to save a life, you can do anything, other than avoid the Zora Gilea, Rice, and Shavichas domin. You can do anything. How does this prove that you're allowed to talk Loshon Hara by Balei
0: Because Nosan Anovi told her, we're going to go and have a conversation with the king that's going to save your life and the life of your son? And finally, question number three. The commentaries add something wild here. I mentioned before that when Nosan Anovi actually
1: goes to the king, when he, when he actually goes to David Amelach and tells David Amelach what's happening, he tells David that the people who are celebrating, the people who are sitting at the feast with Adonijah who has promoted himself as his king, have announced, Yehi Ado- they've announced, long live King adonijah The commentaries say, this was an embellishment on the part of Nosan Navi. It doesn't say anywhere that the people had actually said that. Either Nosan Anovi assumed or he, he uh, you know, or, or, or he didn't assume, but but there was no way for him to know that this had actually happened. In fact, as the Torah itself says, he, Nosan was not invited to the feast of, coron- of coronating Adonio because Adonio who sensed either intuitively, intuitively or, or because he had inside information that Nosan Anovi was not rooting for Adonio to be king. So he wasn't invited to this particular party. So there was no, there was no WhatsApp in those days, right? <laughs> there was no Zoom and live stream. So he didn't know what was going on at that surah. There was no way for him to know. So the commentaries say, so why did he do it? So why did he tell David
0: Amelech that the people are shouting Yachi Melech Long live King Adonio. If he doesn't know that for a fact, the commentaries say he embellished. He did it for dramatic effect.
1: He wanted to stir. He wanted to enrage David HaMelech. He wanted to to to. He wanted to get the old man. Pardon my expression. He wanted to get. He wanted to get him out of his chair. He wanted to make him angry,
0: so David HaMelech would act and act decisively and passionately. And so he embellished the story. It's an incredible commentary. It's also difficult to understand. Why the need? Why? Once again, if Nosnanovi wasn't sure
1: that his plan would work without this, then there are lives at stake. And if the plan will work without this, then what's the header to lie? if he believed it was necessary to say this to David in order to save people's lives,
0: then it's necessary to say it to save people's lives. To save a life, you can do anything. You can, you're can. you allowed to lie to save someone's life. The only thing you
1: can't do to save a life is worship idols, uh, immoral relationships, or, or, or
0: murder. You're allowed to lie to save a life. You're allowed to steal to save a life. The parameters of that need to be discussed. But this is the halakam. So, if it was necessary to say this in order to save lives it's necessary to say it and if it's not necessary to save lives then why are he
1: just lying just for dramatic effect difficult to understand now I, I keep talking about saving lives whose lives are in danger here so so again you, you know in, in in those days i shouldn't say in, in, in those days it happens unfortunately nowadays too when a monarch assumes his position as a leader he very often will execute individuals who he, perceive, he, or, he perceives as a threat. So if Adoniyahu would have, would have actually risen to power, if he would have actually secured the throne, there is reason to suspect, there's good reason to suspect
0: that he would execute Shleima Melech and his mother Bathsheba in order to secure his own position. So Bathsheba and Shleim HaMelech's lives are at stake here. And yet
1: the Yerushalmi is such a strange perspective on the whole story that from all of this we see that you're allowed or even it's a mitzvah to talk Lashon Hora about
0: Bali Machloikas as if the issue here is Machloikas. The issue here is Jewish lives. All right. What does all this mean? As if all of this isn't wild or crazy enough. After this, there's another two
1: lines in the Yerushalmi, which the ballatorium does not quote which is which is so people in my show sometimes make fun of me for using the expression mind boggling this is so mind boggling you cannot make this up this is this is unbelievable i'm going to read it the Yerushalmi continues and says quote two lines Rabzei Rabboi Kumi Rabbi Yoisa.
0: Rabzeira Rabi Zeira, Rabzei Rab, posed the following question before Rabbi Yoisa. ma ne'erag
1: Yo ben Chagis? Mipnei she'tova esavishag hashunamis? The end of the story is, as I said before, that Shloi Mahamelech, David passes, Shloi Mahamelech succeeds him,
0: becomes king, greatest king ever. And at some point, Adonio, this opportunist, is executed. I
1: just said, right, I just said, when one monarch assumes position, he often, those who, who are threats or perceived as threats are executed. me. <laughs> <laughs> if Adonio would have, would, have, would have become king, there was concern that he would kill
0: Shloima and Bacheva. Instead, Shloima becomes king, and Adonio is executed. The stated reason why a is executed is
1: Esavishag Because this woman that was found to sit in David Amalach's bosom to keep him warm in his old
0: age, with whom the Torah tells us David was never intimate with her. David was never intimate with her. This after David Amalach passes, it, 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 excuse me, this woman.
1: Was 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 um, Ad- A- A- ETF- wanted to marry her? He, he 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 demanded. He he tried to to marry to, or to be intimate with Avisha Gashunamis,
0: with this woman that sat in Davar prison. That. That's the reason. That's the stated reason for why Adoni is killed. For
1: in that in other words, for violating. His father, by by demanding, by by trying to be intimate with this woman who sat in David Amelad's court, says the Talmud Yerushalmi, Rabbi Zerah asked Rabbi Yaisi, "That's not a reason to kill him. Number one, he was ne- no, number one. She was never David Amelad's wife, and number two, he never did anything. He tried, but he didn't succeed. Nothing ever happened between Adoni Yahu and Abishag why is Adonijah killed over this? Again, I want, to, I want to explain the Gemara's question just so that it's, so that it's crystal clear here. In the end, Adonijah is executed. The stated reason in the Torah for his execution is because he tried to be intimate with Avisha Gashunamis. Avisha Gashunamis, the woman who is employed to keep Dovna Melech warm in his old age. He tried to marry her. He tried to be intimate with her. He was killed for this. But what? What was the problem? First of all, she was never actually with David in an intimate way. And second of all, he always never with, with Avishag in, 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 in an intimate way. He wanted to be, but he never actually was. Since when do you execute a person for, for wanting to have relations with someone, which in this case, it's even questionable, would would it even have been forbidden for him to be with her if she was actually never with David Amalek? Omar Eloi, and again, I have to read the answer of the Rashami in Hebrew and translate because it's just unbelievable. Omar Eloi responds, Rabbi Yossi to Rabbi you're right. It was an excuse. They sought an excuse to kill Adonio. You're right. The fact that he wanted or, or, or propositioned or proposed to Avishak Goshanamis was not a reason to kill him. It was an excuse. An excuse for what? They were looking for an excuse to to
0: permit the blood of those who are responsible for machlokes. They killed
1: him not because he proposed to Avishag They killed him because he was a bal Now, is it permissible to kill Baalei Machloikas? Thank God not. But the Yerushalmi says, they looked for excuses. To permit their blood, to to, to make them vulnerable in this way. They looked for an excuse. Turns out the excuse has no deed. The excuse has no significance. It wasn't the reason to kill him.
0: The real reason why he was killed was because he was a Baal Machloikas. And
1: that's why Danyahu was killed. End of commentary in the Gemara, and end of my quote for now with the And this is like mouth-droppingly fascinating Think, I mean, just just absorb what the is saying for a moment. One of David Amelech's sons, called Adoni was killed. Despite the, the and again, the stated reason for this was at the time they killed him because Ibnay Shetova Savidish he proposed. That he marry Avisha Gashunamis, the woman who sat in Dovaramala's bosom and kept him warm. But Dova did nothing with her, and adonijah did nothing with her. Ilohoyuma says the Ushami. They were looking for excuses. They were looking, they created a false pretense against him. to 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 cheapen, to to make vulnerable the blood, the very life of Bale Machleikis. And again, this needs to be understood. What in heaven's name is the Ushami saying?
0: What are the parameters of this? And what are the significance of this? Okay. I believe in order to explain this, one more piece to the puzzle has to be highlighted and, and brought in here. It's important to highlight and focus on the tremendous irony of Nosen Hanovi
1: being the one to send Bat Sheva to David Hamelch to secure that the Jewish Melucha, that the Jewish monarchy would continue through Shlai HaMelech, the son of David and Bat Sheva. Let me say that again. It's important to highlight and focus on the incredible irony. Of the fact that Nosan and Novi is single-handedly facilitating and sending Batsheva to Dover to secure that the Jewish monarchy and the destiny of all Jews from Dover would continue through Shlaim Hamelch, the son of David and Batsheva. Why is it so? Why is it so ironic? Well, I'm pretty sure you all you all know where I'm going at this point, because. David and Bathsheba have a very interesting history. David sees Bathsheba on a rooftop
0: in a compromising position. And at the time, Batsheba was married to a man called Uri Hachiti.
1: David Amalek facilitates a very complicated process, at the end of which Uri Hachiti is dead, and Batsheba is his wife. I don't want to get into that story now the Details of it. I do want to get into one part,
0: which is that when it was all over, Uriah HaChiti was dead. Batsheva's previous husband is dead, died in war. And Batsheva is David Amelech's wife. And she's pregnant from Dovid Amelech. Nosan Nanovi showed up to give Dovaramelach Musr for what he did. And he told him that famous story about a rich man who steals a lamb from a poor man to feed his guests. And Dover is enraged by the story that Nosan Novi tells him.
1: And Dover says that rich man who steals the lamb from the poor man
0: to feed the rich man's guests should be put to death. And Nosan Novi told him, that story I just told you is about you. You're the rich man who's stealing a lamb from a poor man. And Nosan and told David, you deserve to die for what you did. As you yourself said, you deserve to die. You won't die, Nosan told him. But you will pay fourfold for what
1: you did. And because of this, Dovra HaMalach <laughs> loses four children during his lifetime. The first baby born to Dovid and Batsheva, the first baby boy, perishes, dies as an infant. Amnon dies during his life during Dovid's lifetime. Avshalom dies during his lifetime. This, this is all part of the consequence. Noz Novi warned him, "You're going to pay for what you did."
0: Dovid the becomes ill when he hears this. The Torah says he sat on the floor for six months; he couldn't move. Nasan Avni was the one who called David on the famous David and Bathsheba story. Nasan is the one who called him out and told him, "You deserve to die for what you just did." But David Hamelch does Shuba, he's forgiven by Hashem. He remains married to Bathsheba, this woman that he found on the on the rooftop.
1: They have a son called Shloim Hamelch. David swears that Shlomo will succeed him. And this is the son, and this is the relationship that in the end Nasana Novi is fighting to protect. Sending Nasana Navi, sending Batsheva back to David HaMelech, telling him, You go back to your husband, you go back to your husband, the one I said would die for taking you as his wife. You go back to him, tell him that he swore in the name of Hashem. That your child together will succeed, will, will, will be your successor. And he, the king, may not let anybody and uh, any anyone else take over. Nassim Novi says, and I'm going to insert myself in the conversation and enrage and 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 and, and stir the passion of the king to, sh- to make sure we seal the deal. All being facilitated by David By by, by not facilitating this whole thing. Uh, I'm not really asking a question, I, I'm just pointing out the the, the the extremes here, think about, talk about going from one extreme to the other. So Nassim the Navi goes from telling David he
0: deserved to die for taking Batsheva as a wife and facilitating the death of her husband, or Yahchiti, to telling Batsheva that he should go to the king, tell him that someone else is trying to take over,
1: make him reiterate his oath in the name of Hashem that he would be succeeded by shlomo Melech, Nasan Navi says, and I'm going to insert myself into the conversation and and and,
0: and, and make sure that and and, and, and and see it through till the end. Is it a question? Is it difficult to understand how Navi went from one extreme to the other? On a simple level, no, it's not difficult to understand. David Amalh on his level, whatever that means. Right? The
1: Gemara says, I, I, I should be clear. The Gemara says, whoever said David sin is mistaken. Right? So, so I just made that mistake. I said David HaMelech's sin. But David HaMelech refers to his own sin. <laughs> he says, my sins are before me constantly. Whatever it means on his level, David HaMelech does Teshuvah. He's forgiven by Hashem. Destiny of the Jews continues through him. The Gemara says, David and Bathsheba were destined to marry each other from Sheshit, he made Rachel, they from were destined to marry each other. The Gemara says in Sanhedrin. Once Hashem forgave him and the destiny of the Jewish people is supposed to go on this way, Nosan and Novi is facilitating this process,
0: making sure. But let's not, let's not lose sight of the, of the process and the progress here. Okay. Once we understand this, we can now go back to the story and perhaps
1: there's a deeper level, perhaps there's a deeper layer in the story that we need to think about.
0: Hamelach Tobit Zokin, the Torah tells us. Tobit Hamelach gets old. Clothes no longer keep him warm. A beautiful woman, Avisha Gashunamis, is employed to keep the king warm. he hasn't got much time left okay now let me ask you let me ask
1: you to picture something okay you probably know a thing or two about the nature of jews and how they talk and how they converse
0: i want to ask you what do you think (laughs) jewish people were saying about David melech at this stage of his life i mean he was a colorful man he had a long history, very successful in battle. But what the Jewish nation is saying about him? He's old and cold. One more, you know, being kept company by one more beautiful woman. And he, Dover Melach, has promised that the one to succeed him is going to be his son, Shlomo HaMelech. The son of this woman, that he had married Batsheba. Could you imagine the WhatsApp chats that were going around about Dovod HaMelech? Could you imagine how the people viewed him? Dovod HaMelech had <laughs> a bit of a PR nightmare on his head, in his
1: hands. The Gemara says, when Dovod HaMelech used to sit in the base medrash, Dovod, Dov, Dovod HaMelech complained to Hashem, he said, God, I, I have no more blood left in my system. I've lost it all from, from being taunted, from being shamed. The Gemara says David would, would come to the base Medush to sit and learn Tyra. And the Chachamim would, would not just chastise him and provoke him, they would literally tease him. They would say to they would act like pretending like they were asking a halacha. They would say to him,
0: A fish, if a man is, is intimate with another, with another man's wife, what type of death penalty does he deserve? Eventually, David HaMelech says to them, he gets chenek, he gets strangulation, but he has a share in the
1: world to come. A bin Pnei baravim, a person who shames his friend in
0: public, has no share in the world to come. I don't know to what extent the people accepted the tshuva of David HaMelech. The Rabbani
1: accepted his tshuva, but the people, to tell you the truth, I don't know. I imagine when when, Adoini Yohu appoints himself as king,
0: promotes himself, the opportunist son, appoints himself as king, and the Torah says he was, quote, he was incredibly beautiful. I imagine that Adoini Yohu was, possessed tremendous leadership qualities. He was probably a great Talmud Chochem in his own right.
1: And he probably had a very easy and simple way of gathering tremendous support. He probably went to the Jews and said, I know my father declared that his successor would be Shloy But let me ask you a question, he would say to his fellow Jew. Do you people, do we as people want the succession of David's dynasty
0: to be through a relationship like that? Of David and Bathsheba? Do we want our next king, the one who would build the base of Mikdash? to be a son of David and Batsheba? Yes, said Adoini
1: Yohu, the Rabboinu Shalolam promised that David HaMelech's dynasty would last forever. Says Adoini Yohu, I'm a son of David Amelech too. Ich bin atzadik. I'm good. My mother and David never did anything
0: inappropriate. Their relationship didn't come about in some twisted, halachically convoluted type of way. Make me king. I'll be a just
1: and moral on khajbainus on longness without having to to, to 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 dig deep and find the terim and, and and all the rest of it.
0: Make me king. And the people looked at him and said, How did Adonio convince the people that it should be him and not Shlaima Melech?
1: I don't believe he had a hard time with it at all. He said, my father David is a, has a complicated past. There's a story about David and Batsheva written in the Torah. It's a difficult to understand story. The Gemara says, David HaMelech
0: asked the Rabbi Shalom to have the story removed from the Torah. Hashem refused. But Yohu said, why are we going to pre- perpetuate this this complication. Why are we going to keep this thing going? Let's leave it in the past. And let the next king. Be me and not Shloi That was Yohu's claim. And it was powerful. And it was, it was very convincing. Yohu said. The story of Dover and
1: Batsheba, Yohu argued, the story of Dover and Batsheba should not be the story, which gives, should not be the experience which produces the one who will build the first place of Mikdash and be the ancestor of Mashiach and the ancestor of all leaders of
0: in all of Jewish history. It's an ugly story. And Yohu was wrong. And the one who understood he, who, he was wrong was Noshin Anani.
1: And the reason why he was wrong is the secret to the success and the real secret to David Amelech's greatness and spirituality and the reason why his kingdom is eternal in the first place. And the reason is because David Amelech did do Teshuvah on his level. And the reason is because the teshuvah was accepted by Hashem. And Hashem, the same Hashem who said, Thou shalt not, is the same Hashem that said, If thou did and thou does teshuvah, and does teshuvah correctly, and have gone through whatever it is that you need to go through, the sin is forgiven and forgotten, and even at times transformed into a positive. And the dirt from the past should not be dug up as it is relevant from the, to the future. Not because it isn't relevant, it is relevant, but because it's not dirt. Once a person has sinned and done Teshuvah properly, in the words of the Gemara,
0: it becomes like a zuchuz. Says Nosna Novi yahu is
1: wrong. This is not something we're embarrassed of. The Rabban shalom is not going to remove the story from the Torah. We're going to leave it in, even though it's a very difficult to understand story, because the story doesn't end with David HaMelech being chastised by Nasna Novi. The story doesn't end with, Nos, with, with Nosna Novi telling David, you deserve to die, and saying, you're going to lose four children over this. That's not the end of the story. The end of the story is that David does tshuva for the rest of his life, and his tshuva is accepted. That's the end of the story. And because of that, him and his descendants merit to be kings of the Jewish people
0: forever, including Melech HaMashiach, who will come from David and HaMashiach. Yohu is wrong because once tshuva has been accomplished,
1: it isn't dirt, it shouldn't be seen as something to wrestle with from the past. It's seen as something to take with us from the past and just simply move forward. I want to tell you a quick vort that's not on this week's Parsha, that's relevant to our discussion of the Lubavitcher Rebbe. It's a vort on Parsha B'shalach,
0: And he once said, in Parshas Beshalach, the Jews are attacked twice. Once by the Egyptians, and once by Amalek. The Egyptians in the beginning of the Parsha, Amalek at the end of the parsha. When it
1: comes to the Egyptians attacking the Jews at the beginning of the parsha, the instructions given to the Jews is to simply ignore them. Ignore the Egyptians. Don't fight with them. Don't argue with them. Move forward, pretend it doesn't exist. The Egyptians are no longer relevant. And when it comes to Amalek, the instruction given is say, Anoshim. Hashem tells Moshe Go tell Yeshua, choose men, go out, roll up your sleeves, fight, fight, fight.
0: Said the Rebbe, Why? Why mitzrayim Hashem says ignore. And when it comes to Amalek Hashem says fight with everything you
1: have and not just today fight with it for all of Jewish history till the bitter end we're still fighting
0: with Amalek today why? And he explained it of course in in his inimitable way. He said simple. Egypt is the past. Egypt is the past. Amalek is preventing the Jewish people from moving forward.
1: Hashem says, I took you out of Egypt. You were there for 210 years. Whatever was meant to be accomplished in the past is done. There's no need to fight with it anymore. It's resolved. The tikkun has been experienced. If it's coming back at you, if you perceive it's coming back at you, ignore it.
0: It doesn't exist. It's already been resolved. Finished. Molek, Hashem says, if there's anything that needs to be taken care of, Hashem says, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. You don't worry about it. You move forward.
1: As you try to move forward, molek gets in your way. molek is trying to prevent you from moving forward. Oh no, says Hashem, that you don't ignore. That you fight with everything you have, tooth and nail, throw yourself at it and destroy it. Uh, uh, somebody's getting in your way, preventing you from going to Matan Torah. Somebody's pre- getting in your way from preventing you from going to, Tev, or, to the promised land, to Israel. Fight, says Hashem. Don't ignore. Throw yourself at it over and over again until you destroy it, even if it takes all of Jewish history.
0: The stuff in the past, you have to ignore. Nosan Novi says to, 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 to,
1: Nos- says to, 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 to himself, to David Amelach Adoni Yohu is wrong. The sins of the past have to remain in the past. They're no longer relevant. David HaMelech did for what he did. Now that it's resolved, we have to say, this is destiny in the words of the Gemara. Now we have to say David and Batsheva were destined for each other from shei shishimei I didn't have to come about this way. It could have come out a different way. That's David HaMelech's cheshbon and he did tshuva for it. Resolved. Ignore. Not not relevant. Adoniohu
0: is trying to dig up stuff from the past. Don't listen to it. He tells Batsheva, go to the king and make sure this is resolved. And then he tells her these words. He says, and as you go to the king,
1: he tells Batsheva, as you go to the king and talk to him about this, Vani he says, I'm going to join the conversation. And I'm going to fill the words. I'm going to add to the words. What was Nosanah Novi going to add to the words? He was going to come to David HaMelech and say, in case you're worried about Shloim HaMelech succeeding you because of the past, I, Nosanah Novi, the same Nasna Novi who gave you muster for what you did, I'm telling you, it's no longer a problem. So. Speak to the Jews, move forward. Destiny is on your sides. He wanted, Nostal Nevi wanted to make sure that, that, that the argument of Adonio, which of course David intuitively knew the Jews were saying about him. They were arguing that David was a corrupt, immoral person. Nostal Nevi says, I'm the prophet of Hashem. I'm telling
0: you, your chum is accepted. Your chum is accepted. Move on. Don't let the Apes of Horror make you wallow in guilt. Do what you need to do. But don't let the Yetzirah get you to sit in your own unnecessary guilt. I'm going to conclude this year. Jewish guilt is something many of us are keenly aware of. In many cases, it is one of the most effective tactics of the Yetzirah. If the Yetzirah can get us to feel guilty and feel miserable,
1: the Yetzirah can get us to play a soundtrack in our head in which we tell ourselves that we're no good. Then the Yetzirah can be incredibly effective with us and take us in all sorts of terrible places. If I'm no good, why bother trying? If I'm no good, why bother? Why be motivated? I feel so guilty. And not my guilt feels righteous. I don't feel guilty about about something insignificant. I feel guilty
0: about my sins, which I have plenty of. Baruch Hashem. Says the Gemara, "Muteru um mitzvah le'saper al bale What's
1: bale machlokes? What are individuals of machlokes? What are we talking about? Stump people arguing over stupidity. That's not bale machlokes. We're talking about people who create machloikas in the name of Hashem. Oh, how can you take this person seriously? You know what he did yesterday. You know his past. How can you allow this person to, 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 to teach you? To, to, to How can you allow this person to inspire you? How can, you know, there's stuff. They dig up dirt from the past.
0: Balei they always have justification for their machloikas. That's the problem, You see? Falei machloikas justify themselves. They are
1: convinced that they're doing the work of God. They're God's people on this earth. Stirring the machloikas and making sure that Jews don't forgive each other for their sins.
0: Says the Gemara, Abdoinio was put to death for
1: this. They made up an excuse that he was trying to proposition.
0: It was an excuse. He was executed for it. Don't stir up guilt. Don't tell Jews that they're bad. Because of stuff that has happened in the past that has been fixed. Of course, the stuff that hasn't been fixed needs to be fixed.
1: But that's Latoyelis. That's, that's talking about stuff which, which is still relevant. Lesapro lo shenhor al Those who seek to highlight negativity where it isn't relevant those are the ones that you're allowed to, or it's even a mitzvah, to talk Lashen, to talk Lashen Hora about. Or in the words of the Pasuk, ba molek. go in any force that convinces a Jew, you don't deserve to accept the Torah from Hashem. You don't deserve to go to the land of Israel. You don't deserve to have nachas from your children. You don't deserve to, 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 to live out your dream of what it is, your godly dest- destiny in this world, because you've sinned. Now, if a person says, I haven't sinned, I'm perfect, then they're delusional, and there's no way to fix it. But once a person has been honest with themselves and God and their fellow man, then it is the most critical foundation in Jewish belief that I can fix it, and I can resolve it, and I can continue to be a servant of Hashem, exactly as I'm supposed to be. Anybody who says differently is a Baal Machloik, creates the vision. And that's the kind of Baal that it's permissible to denigrate and to talk Lashon Hora about. And even in Nosan of his case, stay, say stuff which is borderline questionable where he even knew it from. In order to stir the ire of the king, say Elohim Malik to go and fight against these negative forces. I conclude with this. We all have Yetzirah, or I should say I have a Yetzirah. And the Yetzirah wants us to not be motivated, to do what it is that we can do and contribute what it is that we can each uniquely contribute. And the most effective way to drain the motivation of the Jews is to tell the Jew, who do you think you are?
0: Look at your vulnerabilities. Look at your failures. They're grotesque and ugly. And the Yetzirah is dead wrong. Not because we're angels, and not because we're perfect but because we can do Tshuva.
1: And we can be godly. And, Kedoshin you we can be holy. We can all live out the destiny for which Hashem has set for us. Wishing you all a wonderful Shabbos.